0: I just remember thinking like okay don't let me mess this up Mm -hmm. you know don't let me hurt this deer right you know let it be like one clean shot let it let my bullet fly true Mm -hmm. and it did and Mm -hmm. i just remember like boom i pulled the trigger and i saw the deer just drop straight to the ground
1: Welcome to Big Fish Stories, the podcast dedicated to telling the real outdoor stories of adventure, hunting, and fishing. For the outdoors men and women who get lost in the stories around the campfire, this is the place for you. My name is Tyler Hendricks, located in the great state of Idaho, and today I have my longtime friend, Ben, growing up, did you have any sort of uh inclination that you'd want to be an outdoorsman or or even that you'd want to play in the mountains and and be adventurous in that
0: yeah for sure um yeah like we grew up my mom would we would go camping at least once a year and that was one of our favorite things i remember as a kid you know looking forward to camp camping we do tent camping we always made fun of my grandparents for bringing a uh, a camper along because it's like that's not real camping (laughs) you got to have a tent a sleeping mm-hmm. bag um you know you're just bringing the house out into the woods yeah. but, you know um that's but, the
1: same uh, argument amory and amory my wife uh her family owes, owns a camper rv dealership and i remember the first time we went camping up at at the up at this big mountain lake uh i remember her being like we're sleeping where what are we doing i'm <laughs> like this is camping like we're not camping. staying in a camper or an rv that makes no right. sense right um, that's ironic considering your life is camping now RV style. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, it's still see pretty it, rustic.
0: I, I see it as the, as the opposite. I'm bringing the woods to my house totally. instead of bringing my house to the woods. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <I> interrupted. Continue. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, but yeah, we always, you know, we'd go hiking, um, every weekend, you know, we'd try to get out and even if it was just like a small, you know, like the, the Sunil, uh, animal reserve that's mm-hmm. in the Bay area and, um, but we'd go down to like, you know, Santa Cruz mountains down to the beach and, you know, have fun out, outside. We were, mm-hmm. we were pretty, I mean, growing up in California, it was year round where, I mean, the winters aren't too bad where, uh, you know, we can go do things that didn't involve like snow sports. Mm-hmm. And that's why. I'm not a very snowy person <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to get away from trying me. to get away. I,
0: yeah. I, I tried to, uh, acclimate to the snow for the last 10 years and yeah, I just couldn't do it. It's tough. <laughs> it's very tough.
1: You're not a, you're not a Nordic Viking no. type person. No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I have no fat on my bones. <laughs> That's me, a good thing to keep me warm. That's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so mm. it's funny actually because growing up, I don't know where this perception came from, but I Mm -hmm. always thought of like, I never really liked the hunting scene. I was always off put by it. And I don't know if it was just like growing up in the suburban like city area, Mm -hmm. but I always just, you know, I don't know where this came from, like culturally, culturally, but Mm -hmm. it was always like, oh, this redneck country music kind of, you know, thing that just wasn't my vibe. you know, And so I never really put any thought into it. And, like, we would go, like, my dad would take us fishing and stuff and we went camping. But it was always, like, the throw the pole in the water, put it in the little pole stand, and, mm-hmm. like, put a bell on the end. Right. And just wait. Wait for something to just happen. Just wait for something to happen. Yeah. You know, so it was never really, like, oh, I love fishing, you know, because it catches the <laughs> right. fish. It's like, oh, hey, look. It's like it. a side a thing that yeah, you like do side, while yeah. you're camping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I do remember going also fishing, like, when we would visit my grandparents in Florida, you know, do some, like, Deep sea fishing, or mm-hmm. catch a. You know, I think I caught a grouper one time that mm-hmm. we actually were f- fried up. So that was cool. I was like, "Oh, I just ate this fish!" That right. I caught ate this fish that I just caught.
1: Yeah. Um, was that one of your first experiences of actually obtaining meat from the wild and yeah, probably and cooking it? Yeah. yeah. It's a cool. It's a yeah. cool perspective when it first happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been dealing with it. You know, growing up, my dad did so much hunting and fishing, but I honestly never remember him actually cooking the things we hunted and fished for. It was almost like he would, he would make them, uh, but he figured the rest of the family didn't really want to eat it. <clears throat> oh, really? You no. Know? Cause I just don't ever remember being like, we're eating, you know, deer steak. It, it, right. I just don't remember that. I'm sure, I'm sure it was there here and there. It was, you know, mixed into tacos or spaghetti or, or something like that. But, I never remember actively like thinking. Yeah. I never remember actively thinking like, this is the deer my dad shot. This is the fish my dad caught until I experienced it myself. And I was right. like, this is the fish I caught and now I'm eating it. Right. It's a it's a weird experience when it first happens. And it's crazy to think that most Americans never experience that. Yeah. That's I can't true. imagine I, I'm all the meat I eat is yeah. except for chicken. All the meat I eat is pretty much elk, deer, fish that I caught. Yeah, um, which so. is
0: awesome. Which is great. It's how it should be. Yeah, Anyways, I think continue. Yeah, I don't know if the. It's fish are weird because they're just so alien. Yeah, <laughs> that you know you don't really like think of them. I don't know. At e- least when you, you don't like, I don't know. Maybe maybe some people do, but it's like there's less of a respect for the
1: life. I think. Yeah, uh, because yeah. unless you conscientiously go into it, going, right. I'm taking this fish's life for me to eat. Right. Most of the time, I think it's considered kind yeah. of like chopping a vegetable and eating it. Like right. you, you, the life yeah. is is not as honored. I think most of the time, unless you, yeah, not that most, it,
0: not that it should shouldn't be. It should be, but. Like it's just it takes so, a little more so, thought. We're so much, we're so disconnected from fish because it's like, we can't really see them. They're under <laughs> the water, you know? And it's like, all of a sudden they just appear on this fishing pole. Right. Like, well, where'd that come from? I'm going to eat it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and you don't like, you don't assume it much about its life. Right. Cause it doesn't,
0: know? it doesn't have the normal like characteristics that we're used to mm-hmm. in like animals, like eye expressions. And like, right.
1: it's just like <laughs>
0: going <laughs> right. like this when you catch it and you're like, whoa, what the hell is oh, that? Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: So, yeah. So that was the first experience, catching a grouper. Yeah, I remember. A big grouper? Like one of those Goliath groupers? No, like it was a regular grouper. I think it was like, probably like. When I think of grouper, all I think of are giant fish that eat sharks.
0: Oh, no, not that one. Okay. No, no, no. This was just a small, small one. Yeah. But yeah, I do actually uh, remember catching that and eating it and just be like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like we're eating this fish I just caught out of Mm -hmm. the out of the water, whatever, mm-hmm. where, wherever we were. I don't remember like yeah. a channel, you know, Florida has all these different channels and stuff. I think it was just off the dock too. So, wow. Yeah. So that was a cool, that was a cool experience. Um, but yeah, like, so when I moved, when I moved here, um, you know, back in my, what I was, I was 25 mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I already had, I came here cause I wanted to spend time in the mountains. Right. And, uh, you know, I missed the mountains after living in Texas for, four years and uh so i was like i need i need some mountain time Mm -hmm. and you know and then you uh it came to the time where you're like i'm i'm you're a big hunter and i was like
1: i was like okay i guess i'll go with i guess i'll go like was that your first year here or the second it was the first year yeah i think so yeah yeah.
0: because you're like i'm gonna go hunting you're gonna go just Mm -hmm. like you don't have to hunt you can just yeah i was like yeah i'll just go hike with you yeah you know and watch you
1: was that the was the first time you went the time i missed that deer was that the first time
0: you know, I don't remember. I think I think, I think it what? Well, I think it was. Which one are you talking about? The one up Boulder?
1: The one up Boulder? Yeah. Not to give specifics. Not but. to give. Spe-
0: <laughs> no,
1: I feel like.
0: I think no, because I was hunting that year.
1: Mm, were you? No. Because remember, it was two days after that that I shot that. that okay. other Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So Do, yeah, we should tell so, that story. Yeah.
0: So that was a good.
1: Well, tell. From your perspective, the first time you actually went out, was it very different than what your expectations were of what hunting is?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know because I don't know if I really had any expectations of hunting. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I didn't really think about. Right. You know, it was just kind of like, I don't know. From, A redneck thing that people up. do. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it was and kind was no of experience like. experience for it. Yeah. Like I had, you know, oh, you go out and you shoot deer and i don't know maybe i saw like you know probably just you know from things you see mounts and heads and stores you know and it's just kind of like whatever it's just not something i was interested in right didn't really give much thought to it um you know but for me to go out with you i was like oh yeah I'll, I'll go spend out you know out, out time outside in nature with my friend and mm-hmm. you know, he's doing this thing so it's like oh, i'll just go hike around with him and
1: i'll hike while he hunts yeah exactly yeah,
0: yeah. um but, yeah, I do remember that first time, and I don't know if that was the first actual actual first time that day. I'm um, pretty sure it was. Was it? Okay. I can't remember it was exactly. a longer
1: It was a longer hike. We yeah. did something. I've never hunted that particular area the way that we did. I believe we drove up, and then we started hiking parallel to all the, yep. Yep. All the boulders up there. And we kept just hiking ridge after ridge after ridge, just going down into saddles, up over ridge, down into saddles, up and over ridge. Yeah. And it had to have been like 1 p.m. It was in the middle of the day. Yeah, it but, was late in the day. But before after that... After starting at in the dark. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. Gosh, the viewers are getting a lot of my uh, dumb mistakes in, <laughs> in a lot of these stories. That's all right. It's part of it. It's part of it. Before that, I remember I stepped over a log... And my gun fell oh, off yeah, my shoulder yeah. and I grabbed the shoulder strap and it swung. And I remember the, the scope, scope just yeah. pinged off yeah. this rock.
0: I, I remember seeing it happen. And it was this loud ding. Yeah. I and was like, I literally remember thinking,
1: I really hope I don't see a deer today. <laughs> because if anything were to throw off my scope, it was how that scope fell was so perfect uh, to, to just yeah. bump it off enu- yeah. enough. And now –
0: If anyone's watching, to Tyler's credit, we were on a hill that was like this angle and we were, you know, going around this gully or whatever trying to get to the other side.
1: So it was a, it it wasn't just like he was just stepping over a log and dropped his gun. (laughs) It was like we were trying not to fall the entire time. Right. Yeah. And I had to step over. Yeah. I stepped over a log and just, it just fell off my, my shoulder. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Scope. Punch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't even that hard
0: because you like no. you caught it and like kind of pulled it up, but it was just like a dink. Yeah. And like and you're like, uh
1: <laughs> And we were far enough in where it, it was kind of like, well, we're seeing this area. Odds are we're probably not gonna see a deer because it was after the morning hunt. It was after prime time. And so it was more it was more of us just experiencing the next ridges over, seeing what those looked like. I didn't have a ton of expectations of us seeing a deer yeah. at that point. So we continued hiking, continued going up and up and down these ridges and freaking sure enough, big yeah. boy buck came out of nowhere. Uh, and I wasn't even, we had split up. By yeah. Yeah. Cause I, we were starting to go down
0: and there was a big Aspen forest mm-hmm. and you were like, Hey, why don't you, I'll go around to the backside. Mm-hmm. And if you just cut right through that forest, you might spook something out yep. and I can shoot it. Right. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> So I'm going through this thick forest, you know, crunch, 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 looking for deer, and uh, you know, like, oh, I hope I spook some out of here. Right. Not really knowing what I'm doing, and uh, and then I hear a gunshot all of a sudden, and I'm like, I hope that was Tyler. Yep. And then so I just like run uh, instead of going down, I run toward where you had gone, mm-hmm. so I could you know not get in front of you and yep. you know find you. And then I you know sure enough, I find you. I think you were like sitting, mm-hmm. and and then. You shot, like, three times total? I shot three times yeah. that first round. The first round, yeah.
1: Um, and realized my gun was not shooting right, but I was trying to figure out where, which is not smart. You should just stop if yeah. you know your gun's off. But this buck was for sure the biggest buck I've, uh, I had shot at, or I was shooting at at that point. Biggest buck that I had the potential to shoot. Yeah. Um, in your life or just that year? In my life oh. at that point. Wow. Um, and I, I ended up, well, three days after that is when I took the biggest buck of yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the buck that I was shooting at was bigger than him. Um, at least in my mind, that's always how it yeah. is. You know, the buck you missed is always the biggest it's buck like you've big ever... story. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember I shot three times and realized my gun was off, but couldn't quite figure out if it was off high or low. I didn't know by how much. I just knew I was completely missing because the buck was just kind of standing there, moving back and forth. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I remember seeing you know dirt shoot up. Yeah. Uh, above the, mm-hmm. the deer, and
1: I was like, Yeah, I'm just how do that. And then uh, I blasted through the forest past you because he ran he ran just barely out of sight so i couldn't see but i could get through that forest and then i shot three more times
0: oh yeah that's right. after i
1: got through the forest
0: right okay that's actually yeah that's when i caught up to you yes from behind yeah so you shot the three mm-hmm. and then you ran down closer yep. and then I, and then you and then i remember because i remember being close
1: to you when you shot mm-hmm. three more times yeah yeah and I gave up after after six shots. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This uh, something's yeah. wrong." And then we went
0: and and then he ran off. Mm-hmm. And then we went and like scoured the whole making hillside sure, for making bl- sure there's no blood. Yeah.
1: Um, turns out I was shooting like three feet high because <sighs> of that stupid scope pain. I don't know how high I was shooting, but I know that the distance. But three feet at what? Three
0: hundred yards. Three
1: hundred fifty, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was completely off i remember we went to the range and i shot and it was like 12 inches high at 100 so it was really high at at 350 yeah um and yeah i got it sighted in and then we had an awesome hunt the next time we went up but i remember being probably the most mad i've ever been on a mountain uh, yeah, I remember. I don't think I you said were, a word. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I could feel it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to. Oh, I would, I felt I felt hiking was like, in the
1: mountains, enjoying the experience.
0: Okay, but at this point, like, first of all, for me, having come from Texas, like, I am 5,000 feet. You know, I mean, I I'd been there for a couple months because mm-hmm. I'd gotten here in June. Mm-hmm. So it'd been a couple months. I was kind of starting to acclimate right. to the elevation. I remember my first hike up here, I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh yeah. I you were using stop. Amory's inhaler. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Why am I so out of shape? Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was a brutal hike because we had, I mean, we hiked for half a day. Yeah. You know, just going through the forest. Mm-hmm. So I remember being exhausted, but I felt so bad. I was like, I'm gonna find this blood. <laughs> <laughs> Save this hunting yeah, day. It was safe. Yeah.
1: Um I, I just felt bad. I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah. It's um, horrible. I hate that feeling. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't think I said a word the entire way back. I and yeah. I don't even think we stopped. No, I just you literally like, just trudged boom. all the way back. I'm not stopping. I'm going home yeah. to reside in my rifle. That's all I could think of. Yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah, but then I'm surprised you went with me again after that. Yeah,
0: well, they, it was fun because yeah. like I remember through that hike you know, you were showing, you were, we were going through the forest and stuff. And then you would point out like rubs on trees mm-hmm. and, you know, poop and like, you know, the, the smell, drop, the drop. Yeah. The smell. And so it was like, at that point I was like, oh, I have no idea what a deer smells like. Right. You know? And you're like, Oh, you smell that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it smells like the forest. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know? And then it, so it was like, you just put that in my mind, like, Oh, this is hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, this is, this is cool. Right. Like, yeah. you know, this isn't like, Whatever I thought it was, uh, you know, just going out and like mur- you see murdering you animals. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, you're just out there drinking Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You I know. think a lot of people think that. Yeah. I think so. I think, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there's a lot more to it than, you know, if when you're consciously hunting for, I think, the right reasons. Right.
1: But I think shows like Meat Eater and uh, Donnie Vincent's shows and stuff like yeah, that it really have- help have really the helped yeah. Yeah, change that perspective sure. of what hunting should be. Yeah. And if you're inclined, uh, you know, if you grew up with a family that is more of a redneck hunting family where they're out drinking beer and shooting, uh, if you watch one of these shows, I think you all of a sudden go, Oh, oh. I might be doing this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Cause these guys are not out drinking and they have to stay in pretty good shape in order right. to be able to do what they're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was our, that, that was, was my first, one. that was my first experience. Yeah. But then I think
0: we went out, I think it was just the second day we went
1: hunting, right? It was, I think it was the third. I think we first day and then we sighted in the gun the second day. And then I think we went the third day. Something right. like but that. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Second time. So, we went. Second
0: time when we went out and then oh, this that one, hike that was, was horrible. Yeah, and you took me on this, like <laughs> straight up this mountain. And I was like in the dark yep. and you're like,
1: and there okay, was well no warm up. Yeah, there was no warm up. There's it's not like, like you're hiking a trail for a little um, bit. It's like park the car, go straight up a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> straight up this thing,
0: and I don't know. We probably went what, a thousand feet, two yeah. thousand feet up. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell, I'll say this because you're probably a better hiker than me now. <sighs> But at that time, I remember you were dying, like s- feeling sick, lightheaded, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and it actually. And it was cold. Yeah. And the, I think the reason I even got that buck is because you weren't feeling good and we yeah, needed but, to side hill over quick. I don't mm-hmm. know if we would have yeah. even seen that buck if we would have. Yeah, went because to the top.
0: you wanted to get to the top at sunrise, I to. right? Yeah. But I, we most, made it.
1: Maybe halfway up. <laughs> most of the time, to paint the picture for the viewers, most of the time on this particular area, you hike straight up a mountain. And it's really steep. I'm not exaggerating when I say it's, I think it's 1,300 vertical feet in within less than a mile. Yeah. So it, every single step is is burning your calves the entire way up, um, and you're most of the time on your hands, and you're on your you're using your hands to navigate and make sure that you're leaning forward, so you're not tipping back. Um, and most of the time you get and to there's the loose rock, loose you're rock, not to make a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a tough, it's tough, and it's pitch black dark, so you never know when you're getting to the top. I know because I've been there enough and understand the terrain, but someone who's never been there, it's a daunting experience because they're like, how long are we going to be doing this? (laughs) Normally what you do is you get to the very top of this mountain and it's not even the ridge that you're on. It's usually the ridge on the other side where you see these really big bucks. Um, this was third day in the season. So I'm guessing there was some resident bucks still on that hill that I've never, I've never experienced, but because you were, you were not feeling it, we were moving pretty slow. And I remember thinking sun is rising. We have no choice. We're not going to make it to the top in time. Let's side hill over to this other ridge where I've seen some smaller bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll see if we can get a shot in there. And so you being sick is the only reason I got the biggest, <laughs> the biggest buck I've ever got, uh, in an area that was like you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. In in an area where it was such a nice drag. Um, but from your perspective, tell me, <laughs> that
0: sounds funny. It, oh, a nice yeah. drag out. It's, a, it's a, such a nice such drag. Nice drag. It's such a nice drag. <laughs> but it's a nice one.
1: Now it was, we were able to drag that thing out whole. Yeah. Um.
0: <clears throat> I and, remember
1: that. And it wasn't horrible. Uh, no. from your experience, what was, what was that, what was that like? Uh, you know, as far as the hike up was obviously horrible, but then once we saw the deer and you knew I was going to shoot, and I even think you saved me because I was about to shoot the ground right in front of me. And you, you said something like there's the ground is in front of you or something like that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Cause I was like, cause I was looking, looking at you over, you
0: were looking over, but then like I saw your barrel and it looked like it was like. Pointed at a rock or something. Yeah, in my that you scope couldn't, that you couldn't see. In and my I scope, like,
1: I couldn't see. Like, you might want to move forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which probably saved me too.
0: Um, yeah, no, that was a brutal hike. I remember that. Like that was just, yeah, like you, you're not kidding. I was dying because mm-hmm. I was like, I think I remember at one point, like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, Tyler, leave me. Like, yeah, like you, I don't want to ruin your hunt. Like, you just go. Like, I'll just kind of like wait here, Uh-oh, right. <laughs> you know? And you're like, no, it's okay. It's already like, you know, with the sun's already coming out. Uh-huh. I was like, let's just go over here and, you know, look over. Yep. So I was like, okay, I can do that. And then I just remember being really out of breath, like mm-hmm. kind of slowly following you. And then, yeah, I think, yeah, you came over that ridge and, you know, you're like, be quiet mm-hmm. and you saw the deer. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, I was trying to look. Cause like you saw them, I didn't see them. Mm-hmm. So I was like looking and I, well, I finally saw them, you know, you were scoping it out and, uh, yeah, then I warned you about the rock, and <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, you fired, and which is very loud yeah, and unexpected if you've never <laughs> been out there doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember seeing the deer, you know, I don't, did your deer
1: drop or did it run a little bit? This deer was a strong yeah. freaking deer. Um, I
0: might be mixing it with mine. And
1: I was so paranoid because I had had a bad shot already that year that I... And me, I shot and immediately, boom, was, un, was loading again, loading again, yeah, loading yeah. again. So I actually shot that deer three times through the lungs. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he, he, uh, he I, I, the first shot hit, and I knew it hit, but I was so paranoid that my gun was still off, even though I had just sighted in the day before. Right. Loaded another round. He jumped forward, stopped again, shot, jumped forward, stopped again, shot. Um and, yeah, when yeah. he came up on him, he was just – no meat. Yeah. No meat was ruined on that. Um, right. We nicked – there was one bullet, I think, because I did take four shots. I unloaded the whole clip. One bullet had nicked the very top of it, which I think was the uh, fourth, the third or fourth shot. But there were three bullet holes through the lungs, and somehow That's right. no shoulder <laughs> meat was ruined, uh, no yeah. nothing. And it was a pretty close shot. I think it was an 85-yard shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, well, yeah. I remember just being so stoked, yeah. like that you got one. And I remember, and it was the biggest, one, big, biggest one yeah. still
1: to date that I've gotten. Oh, really? Yeah, it, awesome. it was a big four by four. Um, and as far as its its width and its mass and its height, it's the biggest one I've I've gotten. That's because
0: I don't think I've been there for any other deer, have I? You must need to. <laughs> you must be my good luck charm. <laughs> yeah, but I remember coming up on that. You know, we waited, and it was just kind of like. This adrenaline rush of like
1: yes, mm-hmm.
0: um, and then I remember I don't know if it was then or whatever, but I remember at some point I was like, "I'm buying you beer and pizza." Yes, <laughs> oh yeah, because at this
1: time you didn't so even like beer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. And I told, I kept telling you, uh, one of these days yeah. when we have a horrible, horrendous hike, yeah, it's gonna cross your mind that like beer and pizza would be so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the start of you being like, maybe beer is kind of (laughs) good. Maybe it is kind of good.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I remember I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy you some beer and pizza when we get home. Yes. Because we were just so That was (laughs) the best beer and pizza ever. It really was. But what did you think?
1: What was your, was there anything shocking about the experience to you? Um, You know, seeing a. A, a big giant animal dead on the ground after that yeah and then the process of gutting it out and dragging it down and i think you helped with butchering and all that kind of stuff i know you have since then yeah um has there been any shocking yeah. shocking uh things that you wouldn't have expected with all that um even emotionally yeah is there a shock well, to i it?
0: remember it being heavy mm-hmm. you know just walking up to the you know, the, right? Yeah, uh, the, the dead animal. Emotional, emotionally, emotionally heavy. heavy. Yeah. yeah, the deer was also very heavy. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just physically. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just kind of like a, a moment. You know, it was just like, oh wow, we just, you know, we we're I you took the life, but I was part of the experience. You right. Know? And so it was just kind of like, oh wow, okay, this is this is not what I expected. You know, right? Like and it's it was exciting. Kind of, it was exciting. Like oh wow wow wow, and then. You're like, we realized what what we just did, you mm-hmm. know. And so, then from that point on, you're like, okay, now I have to, uh, now I have a responsibility, mm-hmm. or we have a responsibility to this life mm-hmm. to make sure that it's, you know, it's used well, right? You know, and that it wasn't, it didn't die in, in vain, so right. to speak. Um, and I remember that even more so when I got my first year, mm-hmm. uh, two years later, yeah, uh, in the in yeah. pretty
1: much a very similar spot, it was the exact same spot, yeah. I think. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, somewhere on that same ridge, it might have been the next ridge over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did the same thing, mm-hmm. and we came and we're like, okay, let's go over. We'll do the same thing we did. Yep. And then you, we actually you saw a, a couple bucks. Yep. And w- the bigger one that you wanted mm-hmm. had ran off, but a, a smaller two by two had stayed. Yep. Kind of like, right. why is everybody gonna, running? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I can take that one. Yeah. Like
1: I don't care how big it is. Right. And, and I remember I, I turned to you. I was like there's a buck here. Do you want it? And you were like, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Oh, it was almost like shocking that you were about, you were about to do it. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Cause you, you, you go out with this intention Mm -hmm. of like doing something, but then when the opportunity presents itself, you're like, Oh, okay. Do I actually do this or not? Right. You know, and especially, you know, being through that experience with you Mm -hmm. and then, okay, now it's my turn, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, just being able to, and going through, because I went, uh, you know, the next year is when I first started hunting, you mm-hmm. know, and didn't get anything, you know, put in the effort, put in, you know, the work, like, okay, I'll give it i I'll give it a shot after that first experience and realizing that hunting was something, I didn't even know what it was, but it was right. like, okay, this is something maybe I should explore going through. I think it was my third year of actually hunting myself Mm -hmm. that I got the deer. Yep. So going through two years of total, complete failure Mm -hmm. and disappointment, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though it was a great experience of just, you know, getting out in in nature and, and pushing your body physically Mm -hmm. and learning. And, you know, every year I learned something new and, you know, different experiences that I could take into the next year. Mm -hmm. Um, but finally when the opportunity like presented itself, it was like, Oh, is this actually going to happen this
1: time? <laughs> right, like, you know? Right. Um, and what's that going to feel like? Right.
0: Yeah. And, uh, nothing can prepare you like not even two and three years or seeing someone else hunt. Right. Like nothing can prepare you for you actually doing it yourself. It's kind of like becoming a parent. <laughs> nothing can prepare you for it. Yeah. Now I understand that. And now you understand. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just remember, uh, I d- I had a gun that I was borrowing from my Mm father-in-law, you know, I mean, it was sighted in, I was comfortable with it. Um, but uh, you know, I, I was probably not going to shoot anything past a hundred yards. Yeah. I remember you you saying,
1: I remember you saying, I'm not shooting anything over a hundred yards. And I was like, okay, well, most of the time <laughs> yeah. you're shooting over a hundred yards in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, I, I'm you're like a hundred yards is my max. Yeah. And I think that's right where the deer was. It was right around yeah, hundred. It was right. It might. Yeah. Even maybe even like yeah. 80. Yeah. It was pretty close. Yeah. That's why um, when I saw that deer, I was like, there's a deer just right here. Yeah. Do you want it? Cause <laughs> I remember
0: like focusing on all the deer that ran up mm-hmm. and I don't even think I noticed that one. Right. And then you're like. There's one right there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna shoot it; it's yeah. too small. Right. I was like, oh okay, I'll shoot it. <laughs> and I remember, like, I didn't have a, a bipod or anything. Mm-hmm. Like you were all fancy, but mm-hmm. I just like got down on my knee, like popped mm-hmm. my gun up with my knee and my mm-hmm. arm, and uh, yeah, just I looked at it for a while. It seemed like a long time. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're looking through that scope right at mm-hmm. that deer, right? Trying to find the right spot, just looking at it, like as it's like right going, like where'd all my friends go? <laughs> right. Why are they running? Why are they running? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just like kind of slowly taking a breath Mm -hmm. and then just saying, okay, here we go, Mm -hmm. you know, and pulling the trigger. And then I just remember like, I don't know. I I just remember thinking like, okay, don't let me mess this up. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let me hurt this deer. Right. You know, let it be like one clean shot. Let it, let my bullet fly true. Mm -hmm. And it did. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like boom, I pulled the trigger and I saw the deer just drop straight to the ground, mm-hmm. you know, and it didn't have, it, it was just, that was it. It was done. You know, and I felt really good about that because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how I would have felt if like. It ran away. It ran away or it caused it to suffer, you know, to right. suffer some harm. So I was like, okay, good, at least that, you know, and then it was just like this rush of like, oh my God, I just, I just did it. Right. I just hunted mm-hmm. my first time, you yeah. know, like successfully um and then it was just like okay getting over that breathing hard Mm -hmm. breathing heavy and then waiting you know and then (coughs) when we finally got down to there it was again it was even even heavier this time because it was my bullet it was Mm -hmm. my finger you know that pulled the trigger um and so yeah it was like uh, okay wow i just i just took a life Mm -hmm. and that was probably you know besides insects Mm -hmm. like and fish, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was like the first. They're the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. Insects and fish. <laughs> uh, you know, that was like the first like life that
1: I took right intentionally.
0: You right. know, and uh, yeah, it was. There's there's nothing that could prepare you or no. Any way I can explain
1: it? Yeah, it's a mixture of yeah. As much as you try to explain it, it's impossible. But it's a mixture of like three different feelings that you normally don't feel all at the same time. Right. It's uh disbelief. Yeah. It's um remorse and ex- excitement. Yeah. All at the same time. You never yeah. experience that any any other way. Um and so to have all those three feelings combined into one thing feels very dreamlike. Yeah. And it's important to be able to sift through those emotions. Uh sometimes those emotions can lead to people never hunting again mm-hmm. or it can lead to people going this is the lifestyle I want. Either way, I think the biggest emotion that needs to come through is that remorse uh, for the life that you took so that you have that respect for the animal and you utilize it properly afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Because I think that can get missed. People get numb (laughs) to it. Totally. Because they don't want to feel the remorse. Yeah. Like they don't want to feel that so they block it and then they're just numb to it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's hard. And then it becomes just killing for, for killing's sake.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so I remember just really wanting, uh, I remember reading about like, you know, Native Americans and how they hunted and, you know, really like, you know, they would say, thank you, brother, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, they viewed you know, animals and, and nature really as their brothers and sisters, you know, we were all part of it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I want to take that and learn from, you know, a, a culture that hunted for survival. Like mm-hmm. that was their way of life. Um. So I remember just taking a moment to just thank the deer and be like, thank you for your life, Mm -hmm. you know, so that I can, you know, eat, you know, good, clean, I can live, you know, your death is my life. And so, yeah, I took that time and then, and then came the part where I had to get my hands dirty and Mm -hmm. take responsibility and, you know, take the guts out. Mm -hmm. And I remember (laughs) making the mistake of uh, cutting the intestines open Oh yeah, and like the gases and everything just like exploded all over me Mm -hmm. and all the like poop came out (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) all right this is awesome and it just smelled horribly (laughs) i was like oh my god yeah but yeah and then we went and we got that we got it out we hung it and then it came time to butcher it yeah so i remember you showing me how to butcher it and just having like that was like the first time where i was like oh my god like this is really disgusting (laughs) and kind of cool but at the same time it was like for me, it was like an existential crisis because yeah. I just remember thinking, like, I, I am no more than this, mm. you know, physically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how... Just, I don't know, like, getting inside of another body mm-hmm. and taking it apart, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like, I am just as fragile and could be as easily taken apart as this. Right. And so it was like this, like, almost like, you know, this existential like wow life is fragile right you know and it puts it, it puts, puts you into
1: perspective yeah exactly where you're at in this world who you are as as a human yeah um, and
0: it's like i'm you know here i am this at that point 27 28 you know mm-hmm. and you know through your 20s you usually think you're usually think you're invincible mm-hmm. you know you got like i'm on top of the world but it's like Oh, like oh shit! I'm I'm nothing. <laughs> like right. I'm just a bag of meat, mm-hmm. you know. And so th- that point on, like I think I hunted one, the next year.
1: Yeah, you took a break.
0: I took a break. I hunted like maybe one more year, this but price I didn't. Has
1: lasted a long time for you. <laughs> it did.
0: In five years, I think.
1: Gosh.
0: Um. Well, yeah. I mean, it was went, it was a mix of factors, but you went a couple. I halfheartedly hunted. Yeah. You
1: went a couple times, but I remember it being very um not serious yeah
0: because it was half-hearted for sure because it was like do i want to do that again
1: yeah and uh, i'll tell you the story this is probably the second time you've ever seen me really mad hunting <laughs> is with your bull uh ben had a very oh, special yeah, bull right. elk tag yeah. and it was the same year so you'd already gotten that deer but you were probably still having this like i don't know if i like this or not type of crisis or whatever was going on in your mind
0: yeah
1: but we had we had this you had this really amazing bull tag um that I was shocked you got your first year. And uh That's first, because I know I'm a
0: beginner, he's not gonna get it, then give it to him. <laughs> right.
1: First uh it was the first day of the season. It was a Saturday and there was a shitload of people out there. And I remember all the spots we tried to drive to. Oh and yeah. they were all taken. Mm-hmm. Like there was people Trucks already everywhere. parked there. Yeah. And so I thought we're gonna hunt way lower than all these, all these guys, like they're going to scare everything down low. Um, and so we ended up hunting super low in some of the more flat areas. We still had to hike up a mountain, but it was, it was a pretty easy hike. And sure enough, like after the first ridge, maybe second ridge, uh, there's a whole herd of elk there. And I look at you and I'm like, get down. There's going to be a bull. And you looked at me and you're like, "I'll get down when I see a bull." And I'm like, "No, get get down on your rifle." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, no, get ready to yeah, shoot. I was like, "Get down on your rifle," because uh, these the, the elk, they weren't, I, they must have winded us because they weren't spooked, but they were moving pretty quick out of that canyon. Right, and it was, it was maybe 100 120 yards. Uh, and on an elk, it's impossible to miss at 120 yards unless your gun's real yeah. messed up um and i kept saying the bull's going to be at the end the bull's going to be at the end because you couldn't quite see the entire herd and yeah. you were just standing up like just looking at the herd and i'm like get down and you're like i don't see a bull <laughs> and, like it was this <laughs> moment of like do what i say and then this bull comes out and he did he was a huge bull but he was missing yeah, he an, was missing an antler. he was missing an entire antler it had broken off during the rut um and I was like, Ben, this is still a huge bull. Like, take it. And then we'll try to find the antler. That's that was my thought. Uh and still you were like not getting down on your rifle. And then the bull ran up and over the ridge. And I was like, okay, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and we hiked out. And then you didn't hunt for a long time after that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, what was going through your mind during during those years? Um I mean a lot of it I mean this is probably all just excuse to be honest. But sure, you know, you know it's I it's had, hard work.
0: It's hard work for sure. Because like, you know, you you were always putting in the time preseason to scout and, mm-hmm. you know, find the animal. And you know, after having kids, you know, it, it really got hard for me and just trying to manage family life and things like that, like Anderson that now. Yeah. <laughs> and having that like you know be an extra thing that took a lot of my time mm-hmm. um you know so it was kind of like oh uh, i i didn't get it you know like i just didn't get the time to put into it this right, year right. you know and i and i think always in the subconscious it was always like i don't know if i'm ready right you know to yeah, go yeah. back and do that again you yeah. know because it was such a traumatic event right for me you know just ex- like r- just a reckoning of like you're you're not invincible. You're not immortal. You know, right? And, and most, I don't know if I knew how
1: to like even process that. Totally, you know. And most people, and most people who grow up hunting experience that at such a young age that they they get used to it and they understand that's that's how life is. Right. They understand it, but you experienced it way later than most people would, I think. <clears throat> and so there yeah. is that who are hunters. that existential crisis yeah. of. Uh, of who am I? Can I handle this, yeah. this emotional burden? Again. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I totally get that.
0: Yeah. And then I don't know, I don't remember what really started that passion, like that fire to like start hunting again. Um, I think it was after when did I start? It was like two years ago.
1: I feel like it was after you started doing a ton of research on meat um yeah yeah it was like it seemed like you were getting more wasn't more even too. really
0: at that point it wasn't even really the meat but it was more like you know because like we i mean i had that experience you know mm-hmm. and i realized the uh the the value i got from that deer and that mm-hmm. meat you know and just also realizing like wow here i am i've gone my whole life and i've had food and everything I've needed at my fingertips, you know? And then I started learning a lot more about like nutrition and agriculture and like, Oh, you know, the meat that we get at the grocery store, you don't necessarily know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And then you see all these, you know, where they come from like factory farms and things. And you see how these animals are treated Mm -hmm. and the life that they live. And like, it's just kind of disgusting. You're like, why would I want to eat that? Right. You know, like if I, you know,
1: If I can get this myself. Right.
0: Like they're just sitting in like, you know, they're confined and they're peeing and they're pooping where Mm -hmm. they're eating. And it's like, that's going in their body. And you're like, you know, and they're not being fed a species appropriate diet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's like, okay. After all, like all these times of learning, it's like, okay, you know what? I need to, I need to kind of reckon with what I've been avoiding, Mm -hmm. you know, and grow up and take responsibility for my life and my uh health and my families you know, and be able to provide mm-hmm. so that we we know exactly where our food is coming from you know it's coming from nature and it's not um, denatured in any way, and it's mm-hmm. not um, causing more problems because we're just trying to mass produce a bunch of food mm-hmm. and I think, like, a lot of people, like, because of that, most of society is so disconnected from where their food even comes from. You know, like, growing up, it's like, you eat a steak, but it's like, do you really, like, say, think, like, oh, this is a cow, mm-hmm. you know? No. Or, like, you eat a chicken breast and you don't think this is a chicken, you know? Right. it's like, my daughter, like, this, I think it was this year, she's like, um, so what kind of meat or what does a, what kind of meat does chicken come from? <laughs> i said well it comes from a chicken and we had chickens at this point you know Mm -hmm. and she's like wait a minute like you mean like our chickens (laughs) i was like yep (laughs) she's like oh cool (laughs) you know but at, at that point it was like when i had got my second deer uh last year um you know i was like you guys they was hanging up. Mm-hmm. We were hanging it. We were skinny. I was like, y- "Bring the kids over. I want to show them my deer that I got." Mm-hmm. You know, because I had been talking about. I was like, "Dad's going hunting. We're gonna get a. I'm gonna get a deer so right. that way we can, you know, have meat in the freezer." And uh, so they came mm-hmm. over and they saw the deer gutted out, mm-hmm. hanging there. We were peeling the skin off, mm-hmm. you know. And they were kind of like, "That's the deer." Right. Like they're just looking at it. And I don't know what they thought, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like weirded out. Yeah. But I was like, "Yeah, here's the deer," you know, like showed its head and you know it's like this was the thing like not like not in like a grotesque or like right yeah not trying it, to like freak it. him out right but like hey here's the here's the deer that i you know caught because i wanted them to kind of be part of the, the process right and we always talked about like you know once we got in the freezer it's like all right we're having you know and then parker would just like oh we're having is this your deer mm-hmm. i'm like yep this is the deer He's like, what part of it yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this is the sh- the shoulder or something mm-hmm. or the tenderloin, you know, right. trying to teach them like the different things. And, you know, I was like, oh, today we're cooking up the tongue, mm-hmm. you know, because at this point I was like really like learning about like eating nose to tail and like using as much of the animal so nothing goes to waste as much as possible. Right. You know, and so I was like, okay, I'll take the tongue, take the heart. Uh, I took the liver. Unfortunately, I kept the liver in the freezer for a year because yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm scared to eat Ugh. this. is <laughs> <Liver's laughs> not good. At, yeah. I mean,
1: lo- I always give my liver away because people really do love it. Yeah. And I know you probably have figured out how to eat it now. Yeah. But gosh, I cannot yeah. figure out how to cook a liver to save my life. And maybe it's just I hate the texture of it. Oh,
0: the texture is the worst part.
1: I okay. can't get over it.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately that liver went to waste because when we moved into the RV, I had it in there and then the, we were plugged into the house mm-hmm. and the lawnmowers came and they didn't plug it back in all mm-hmm. the way and we were out of town. Mm-hmm. So the freezer unthought and Ugh. like we had a bunch of meat in there that went to waste. I was so mad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, just really like really wanted to be part of that process. And I think learning about all these things, you know, as far as just like nutritionally, like, Oh wow. Like organ meats are really good for mm-hmm. you. They have, they're super nutrient dense, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you can't really go to a grocery store and find a or I mean, a heart or or a liver. Usually, I mean, you can probably ask for it because that's a little more common. People feed it to their dogs and yeah. stuff, but but do you? But really people don't think about it. From a yeah, do you? produced, yeah. right? Exactly. Cow? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, and, you know, unless you know, like, you know, and that's where I'm like, if if I'm not hunting and I want and the source meat, I want to get it from a source that i know that i've talked to the farmer or the rancher or whoever's getting it you know and i've seen Mm -hmm. how the cows are being treated i know what their diet is you know i know that they have as much of a a natural life grazing and pasturing right um
1: shout out to like buck wild beef yeah exactly Uh, i just bought
0: like 30 pounds of meat from him
1: that's awesome (laughs) Buckwild yeah. beef, and it does, was a, uh, they do zero. Um, they don't even do penicillin. Yeah. for no their antibiotics, cows. no hormones, no needles. It's oh, pretty yeah. much like eating what you could call a only modern only grass fed. Yeah, yeah, modern day cow. But it even has like a tiny bit of a hint of like a deer or an elk yeah, taste. It's from, true. It's true. Yeah. From the gaminess of it, because it doesn't have any yeah. of the crap in it. And it's right. a really lean yeah. meat uh, right. compared to a super fatty meat. And it tastes freaking delicious. So <laughs> it's really good. Shout out to buckwildbeef.com. Go to buckwildbeef.com for your beef today, for all your beef needs. <laughs>
0: But no, yeah, yeah, if you don't great. get your
1: animal, if you don't get your deer or your elk, definitely hit up buck wild beef. Uh, yeah. They're awesome. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I did this year. It was funny because I just went in the freezer and I was like, oh, I'll take this and this and this. And he's like, you just want to load up a box? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time I was like, oh, wow, that's a big box. I'm like, okay. I guess I'll spend that amount of money. But I mean, we need meat, so. Yeah, totally. It's like, I'm going to spend this money on food anyway. Might as well spend it on good food. Right. Well, and
1: what's nice about like if you go to these places and build relationships with these places, you're probably the only person who's coming for things like the liver, the heart. Oh, yeah. yeah That's
0: what he said. He's like, this is what I was telling my, uh, telling a buddy of mine. He's like, yeah, this guy wants liver and heart. And he's like, you need more guys like that. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, had a ton of liver, you know, right. And liver is actually pretty cheap because no mm-hmm. one wants it. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of don't want to tell people about liver because right. then they'll go up in price, you know, supply right. and demand.
1: Well, luckily you can have all <laughs> the liver I ever, uh, Ever obtained because gross, yeah. yeah. But everything else. Uh, so happened.
0: I tried it. So I got finally got fresh liver because I was like, okay. I took desiccated liver pills, mm-hmm. and it I feel amazing because I you know it's just like for me it's not about like the taste it's just like this is nutrients this is like mm-hmm. just making me feel good and awesome, and so I was like okay if I can get some fresh liver because it's a little more expensive that way, um, to eat it in the pill form. Mm-hmm. I can get some fresh liver for cheap, you know, then I can eat a little bit more and not have to spend as much. Right. So I was like, okay, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people I follow, they just eat it raw. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. Oh. So I just cup oh. a little chunk and I put it in my mouth God. and I was like, I'm going to try it. And then I, I just chewed it. And it like, it was a very metallic taste cause it's, you know, it's full of minerals yeah. and uh, selenium, copper and zinc and, uh, you know, and it was like, oh, this is kind of metallic-y. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like so strong. But it wasn't the flavor that got me. <laughs> it was the texture. Like yeah, trying to chew it, especially raw, I think, it just was like. And the more uh, I just thought about it in my mouth, my body was like, nope, nope. Gosh. And so it's kind of uh, tr- scarred from that first <laughs> attempt. So I tried to figure out other ways to get in. So yeah. now I just cut into little like, swallowable uh, pills, and then I just put it in my mouth and take a swig of raw milk, yeah. and it just goes right down. Yeah. But I only take, like, you only eat, like, an ounce, like, two to three ounces a week, you know? What's the reasoning behind not cooking it? Um, when you cook it, it just breaks down a lot of the, like, the enzymes and the proteins and the nutrients in it. Mm-hmm. So you don't get the, you don't get the uh, 100%, you know? Gotcha. So it's like, I, I might as well get everything out of it. So maybe
1: maybe for people who, You can don't have don't have a ton of game meat and are on a budget. They can still get some of the nutrient density by eating this type of stuff. Yeah, more raw than fully cooked. Yeah, and I like. I do not uh, condone that for anyone who gets sick (laughs) eating freaking raw liver. (laughs) I have not gotten sick. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I actually feel amazing. You know, in the they they you know there is not a lot of uh, modern day. Places that eat a lot of raw meat, especially in the United States, uh, yeah. but or raw organs, I should say, but or delicacy—a delicacy in the Midwest—is uh, the this food called cannibal sandwich, and it's usually where people take either in grass-fed beef or white-tailed deer. They take a backstrap with no added cow fat or anything like that. They take just the really lean cut backstrap, grind it up into a burger. um, And that's it. It's literally a plate. Excuse me. And it's raw. It's raw. And it's a plate of just a mound of burger, which from the backstrap. Yeah. It's the only place I've ever seen it is in, is different places in the Midwest. And they take a cracker. they, Take a spoonful of the meat, put it on the cracker, put a couple slices of onion. Put your pinky out. Pinky out. A couple slices of onion and a little salt and pepper, and they eat it. And everyone does it. No one even questions it. They all love it. And then when I talk about it to other people, they think it's disgusting. Whenever I go to the Midwest, I request cannibal sandwiches. I have no idea why they're so good. But it they actually sounds really good. Oh, it's amazing. This year I've decided I'm going to actually try to make it. Um, I wonder if they, there's a part of me that thinks they must. I wonder why
0: they call it a cannibal sandwich. Thing. Yeah, it doesn't make any that's, sense. That's, that's what kind of puts people off. Yeah, I think. Totally. <laughs> like, They call it other things. What is this?
1: They call it other things. That's just in my particular family. That's what they call it. Oh, okay. uh, I know they call is it. Is your other family dear. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, so every, it's usually at Christmases, like really fancy, yeah. f- fancy dinners that you want to elevate your food. People do that. And, and it's expensive to get just a, a cut of backstrap grinded up like right. that. So they don't do it all the time. But I'm, I'm going to try it this year. Try it. See how it goes. See how uh, it goes. Because I do love it every time I eat it. I've just never prepared it myself. I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I don't know if they cure it uh, in any way beforehand. Like I don't know if it's rinsed in salt or, or anything weird yeah. like that. Um, my thought is to be safe if you took frozen meat. And then did the process after it was frozen. You've probably killed most of any bacteria, especially if you're doing cow. I would trust yeah. um, a white-tailed deer more than I would trust cow. Yeah. Um, but that might be the safer route for me to go. So I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Let you know how it goes. Yeah, I'd love to try it if I'm around. No, yeah.
0: I should try it making myself. But, yeah, I've kind of slowly eased into the whole raw thing because I see a lot of people doing it and done some research on, like, you know, just – Cook, how cooking kind of destroys the nutrients a little bit and mm-hmm. breaks down the enzymes that are inherent in, in the meat that help you actually break down the food. Right. Um, not that it's, like, bad to cook it or anything, but mm-hmm. I've kind of, like, done steaks where I've, like, seared the outsides really good and then just quickly and then left the inside, like, very, very rare. Right. And then kind of mm-hmm. slowly tried to even, like, raw on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then the other day I actually just took a raw steak and took a bite out of it because I yeah. like might as well try it and it wasn't like it's not bad like if you're it tastes like meat yeah it just doesn't have like the flavor of like you know the butter and the oils that get cooked onto the outside yeah
1: um i do it to freak people out primarily uh this year when we were butchering my (laughs) deer, levi was with me and he goes look at this and put it like up like up close to my face, and I just bit it, <laughs> bit it out of his hand in front of his wife yeah. and my wife, and they were all like, "Ew!" She I was mean, just like, t- "It's conscious. such it's such clean meat." Yeah, uh, but I didn't. Yeah. I, it's not like I loved the flavor. Right. Um, yeah. uh, but I'm I'm with you. I what my go to method of cooking is super super hot cast iron skillet. Uh, and I put a giant chunk, usually of backstrap, especially if I'm cooking for more than one person and I sear every single edge, uh, make sure I have a nice crisp to it. And of course it's seasoned salt and pepper, usually some sort of dry rub. Uh, and it's pretty raw in the middle most of the time. And I, if, if you weren't looking at it, you wouldn't even know to me, as long as it's just cooked along the, the edges, it's yeah. It's going to taste
0: good. Yeah. I think there's something that helps with that. Like if you keep it raw in the center, but then like searing it, like it helps bring all the juices mm-hmm. and the flavor out. So it helps a lot more. And then it also kind of tenderizes it. So it's not like super right. like chewy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I follow this guy on Instagram now. He made an account called the raw meat experience. Mm-hmm. And he was just doing it as like a meme basically. But mm-hmm. he was like, he's it was his whole thing was I'm going to eat meat raw meat every day outside of whole foods until oh for 30 days or until I die of bacteria <laughs> or something like that. And now he's on like day 35 or you know yeah. somewhere in there and he's just eating all kinds of different raw meat.
1: Gosh, weird.
0: I know. And he's like
1: I feel great. Yeah. And
0: he, well, the last one I saw he was wearing a shirt that said I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: You know, it's it's weird because civilization humanity has most animals, when they eat their food, digestion starts at the mouth, right? Um, humans digestion usually starts with the hands. It's the mm-hmm. way that we prepared it. It's the way that we cooked it beforehand. Um, so I know that there's a correlation of evolution from humans starting to cook foods and our systems changing so that we have a single chamber, single, single chamber stomach that it can handle, cooked foods really well but can't handle raw foods as well i don't know your thoughts on that um but i've always thought of my digestion starts at the preparation that i'm doing with my hands first
0: are you saying we had multiple stomachs well previously
1: evolution would say yes like you started i've never heard that well humans humans never did but you were an animal before you were a human according to evolution right and so you probably started off with multiple chamber stomachs like cows horses Hmm. uh that's why they can handle the nutritional density of of grass yeah and then you evolve into primates and you evolve into humans and uh, the more that you're able to prep food with your hands first the less your stomach needs to be able to handle as much nutrient uh needs to be able to handle the nutrient dense vegetation um yeah and so you your system can't process it like a cow can or a deer can right um supposedly so yeah. that's where i always think of that's where digestion yeah. starts for me is mm. the way it's prepared
0: yeah yeah i don't know i mean i've been doing a lot of like reading just about it just to, just out of curiosity um i did hear like not with the cooking thing but just with the, when humans transition to actually starting to eat meat that that's when, uh, we like had a huge jump in our evolution, not mm-hmm. necessarily cooking it, but just like actually adding meat into mm-hmm. the diet. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it is probably just conjecture or hearsay cause you don't know. We you weren't, weren't there. there. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like, we're just guessing at this point. Right. But, right. But
1: yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Tell me about your uh, uh, we have two two more stories that I can think of. One is the last deer that you shot, so we had this big gap yep. between um, deer one and deer two. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, a little bit about the hunt for deer two. Yeah, um, I remember.
0: Oh yeah, so it was uh, it was after my first year of archery for yeah. elk actually I gotta, and you were fired up I, I have to tell that story okay that well that was one that, of the stories yeah, okay. I, I couldn't remember which one came yeah. first so it was elk it was archery elk season first september mm-hmm. and then deer was october so uh, yeah so it was after um so that was my first that was my first year back hunting yeah 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 and uh you i had bought your old bow mm-hmm. um years ago yeah you did and just, for a just it kept putting it off because it it was a lot of financial like every year i'd be like i'm sure i could have did it but it was like an excuse of like oh, i don't know if i can afford it this year to get it like right. set up and it was stupid because it only ended up being like 200 <laughs> right. bucks to get everything i needed right um and so i was like oh sweet mm-hmm. i did it you know and then so yeah i remember after you know learning all this stuff and really wanting to take responsibility for my food um And ready to get back into it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do archery this year for elk because I think that feels a lot more traditional and kind of you know down to the roots of of hunting. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this will be fun. You know, it's more, it's a little more exciting. You call in the elk, you you know try to get them closer, you try to outsmart them. Um, and that was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I forget, I don't know how how long have you how
1: many years have you been to archery? I've been (laughs) archery hunting for. On and off because sometimes I get, uh, controlled hunt tags for rifle uh, that I apply for, but I think I've had seven or eight solid years now of archery and I've only gotten one elk with a bow since, since for, for eight years. Right. So, yeah. So you've been
0: on that for, you know, that long and you've been like, you got to do this, you got to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've actually gone with you a couple of times, uh, on an archery hunt. And of course, whenever I went, we never actually saw anything. Right. Uh, so that didn't really help. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I got fired up for doing archery, and it was just, uh, it was a really hot year that year, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a year. For those who don't know, a lot of time, a lot of times the rut, especially when um, the elk are in high pressured areas, the elk don't kind of they may go into rut, but they're quiet. Right, um, And they don't start vocalizing uh, usually until it starts getting a little colder. And we had a super hot season that year. Uh, and it seemed like all the elk were were waiting until the very yeah. end before they were going to start vocalizing.
0: Yeah. So the beginning of, of the season was very hot. And then I think we took a you know big break in the middle of it because we're like... And then I think you went antelope hunting. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, toward the end we went again. And yeah just trying to find the deer was kind of or the elk it was kind of disappointing because mm-hmm. you're like jeez like where, is, where are all these things orbit. at you know like uh, they got to be out here somewhere um, and I remember we were sitting on this ridge looking out over this canyon you know and it was kind of just like in the middle of the day at this point we're like I don't probably not going to see anything mm-hmm. but you know every once in a while looking through the binoculars and I didn't even have binoculars at this point I was just looking through your rangefinder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause you know, I don't have my own gear, but, yeah. uh, you know, so I was looking through the rangefinder, and then like just happened to catch the butt end of an elk mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, and it like went behind a tree. It was like, dude, I just saw a big elk down there. You know, and obviously this is like five hundred, six, maybe 800 yards away, mm-hmm. you know, nothing that we could get to. Right. Um, but you know, we, we marked it. We kind of saw, we fought, we saw it for a little while, like kind of just making its way through the trees. Um, and then I think it was. Two days later, or maybe the next day, we're like, oh, let's go. We went. We went. We went back, but we came up at a different spot. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's come up we over this ridge. We yeah, a little, a little lower. lower kind of where it was headed, though. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, because we saw it heading down this way, so we decided to come up this way. Mm-hmm. And then I remember we were being super quiet, moving mm-hmm. we super slow. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the top of the ridge and hear a big crash right in front of us. Like it was so close, like Mm -hmm. maybe 30 yards, like down the other side of this ridge and just like Mm -hmm. running away. And we're like, oh, and then you got out the bugle really quick Mm -hmm. or the cow calls, Yeah, started cow calling first. And then it stopped. And I think you did bugle that Mm -hmm. time. Did we, and we got a bugle, a bugle back. It's like, oh, there's a bull there. Yeah. And then I remember just, you know, getting ready, Mm -hmm. setting up, but it never came out. And then it was the last, it was the next day, evening hunt. Last, last day, of the, day of the season. We're like, let's go into that canyon from the bottom mm-hmm. this time.
1: Wind should have been right. Yeah, the uh, wind was blowing right yeah. in our face. The whole and it time. was perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And I remember just, it was like uh, out of a movie because <laughs> we walked. First of all, like, we didn't really know that area because we had never gone that way before. And so we had to find our way through this Willows Creek And it was like, you know, trying to figure out how to get through that. But once we got through there, I was like, okay, here we are. Here's the canyon. And we walk through. And then immediately uh, we see deer up here on the Mm -hmm. left side. And they run through. And then, or they ran off this way where we couldn't see them. And then uh, I think we went a little bit further and then saw them again. Mm -hmm. And we figured they must have been the same deer. And then as we're going through and, like, looking up and, like, we see a fox running through.
1: We're like, whoa, look, there's a fox. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like man, this is special. It was a, like that Canyon still is, it feels like a mystical Canyon. Because yeah. Every time you go in it, you're seeing animals all over the place. Right. And yeah. they're just all jam packed into this one Canyon. And it's probably because no one they're goes getting, in there. Yeah. They're yeah. getting pressure on all the sides. It's not an easy Canyon to get into. You have to yeah. go through. It's very thick. It's very thick shrubbery that you're trying to get through. But once you get through it, right. it's an easy hiking Canyon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's a a human human trail in there. Yeah, but it's it's hard to. But it's you don't know how to get to. Yeah, you don't know how to get to. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so we go up a little bit, (laughs) and then you, I think, are maybe like twenty yards behind me, and you're like start bugling, Mm -hmm. or you start doing some cow calls. At this point. I'm not good at calls. I don't. I have like the little hoochie mama thing mm-hmm. that I'm always scared to use because I'm like, how many times do I do this? Right. Like, I don't want them to, you know, <laughs> realize I'm not a, an elk. Right. What if I screw? What if I screwed up? I screwed up? <laughs> yeah. What if I say run instead of come here? <laughs> you know. Um. So you're like, so you're you're doing the cow calls and then bugling and then finally like I don't know, 20 minutes of just sitting there waiting. You know, we hear a bugle and I'm like he's in here still in here he was Um, at the
1: very back of that canyon when he started
0: yeah and so i was like okay and then i he he may have bugled maybe one more time yeah and then so we're sitting there looking looking and all of a sudden like you know he's off to the you know in front of us where we were heading Mm -hmm. down this canyon and then i'm sitting there up, up the Canyon walls behind me and mm-hmm. then like across there's the other one. And then all of a sudden up there, I hear like a <laughs> rocks falling down. Yep. And then he I looked
1: through just a, a small section of shale that was up there. Yeah. And so you could hear him for a so second. So I heard
0: him and I was like, what the heck is that? You know, so he went from away over here to all of a sudden here. Instantly. And In, like, seemed like instantly mm-hmm. without making a sound. Mm-hmm. Made a mistake of walking on some loose rocks. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, looking, looking, and then like happened to see him passed from tree to tree like really quick I'm like how the hell is he right here you know and then he comes down again like heading this way and I'm like that bastard's trying to get behind us you know like in the wind wind. trying to get downwind so I remember just being like oh what do we do like you know and I was thinking like what if I think you said like let's quickly like scooch back scooch back Mm -hmm. and you know go where he's going because he can't see us it's so thick in here so we quickly go and you know we're kind of like looking out for him, seeing where he is, and I
1: think eventually it got to the point where I was calling from one spot, yeah, hoping that he would continue to try to skirt downwind of us. And so I was like, "You get to where you think he right, might he's trying he to might. cross because yeah. you could keep you could hear him, and as long as as long as you could hear him and without him sp- seeing us, you should right. be fine." Yeah, but he just continually kept moving farther and farther down, trying to get downwind, and you were trying to skirt downwind with him. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah, there was a big bush down the the val the bottom of this gully, and you stayed at like this log and were calling, and then I had, we're scooting around, and I, at this point I had no experience with this, so I was right. like how much noise can i make how fast can i go like mm-hmm. do i just have to be really quiet and sneaky and so like i'm just trying to get around this bush and then all of a sudden i see him there almost to the bottom mm-hmm. 40 yards from me mm-hmm. you know and he's just looking over kind of still and i'm like i froze it like okay mm-hmm. and then he just kind of turns around starts walking back up the
1: hill and so yep. i was like Dude. He knew something was yeah, he off, knew something was but was he off. didn't know you were that close probably. Yeah, he, yeah. Otherwise he would have spooked, yeah. but he knew something's not quite right. Uh, yeah. And so I'm just going to go back up the mountain. Yep.
0: <laughs> and so I was like, I looked at the clock and it was like 10 minutes till we can't shoot anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun's going down. So I was like, can I swear?
1: Yeah. Okay. You've already swore. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure.
0: Yeah. So I look at the clock. It's 10 minutes mm-hmm. to uh, sundown where we can't shoot anymore. So I was like fuck it. Mm-hmm. This is my last chance to do anything. I'm just going to go Rambo on it. Mm-hmm. So I like put this elk uh, call in my mouth that I had no idea how to use. Cause at this point it sounded like a dead cat <laughs> or a dying cat. And then I just was like, like up the mountain, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, I'm just going to run after him up this mountain and try to get a shot on him. Yep. And I just put my whole like energy focus into running straight <laughs> up the mountain. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, and I would stop and, I would see him and he'd turn around and be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I'd stop, try not to, you know, and I'd be like, yeah meow, uh-huh. meow. and he'd be like, whatever. And then like <laughs> slowly run up the I mountain, walk up the mountain. He did never ran. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then he eventually like went over this little thing where he wouldn't be able to look down and see me anymore. It's so like, okay, this might be my chance book it up there and then i got up to the top and he's gone mm-hmm. and then i hear i look to my right i hear a sound and i see him like basically like go off back to where he had come from but yep. just into the thick bushes and then at that point i was like i can't do this I can't
1: anymore. keep up with him uh, even he's walking uh, yeah and he's just walking i'm like how oh. <laughs> i mean think of how many miles uh on weird terrain he covered in seconds yeah yeah i mean it was crazy yeah but i was like
0: if I don't just give my, like put everything into this right now, mm-hmm. then it will be like the worst story ever, right. you know, it be like the worst end to like, I at least got to try. Right. Like I knew there was probably like a 1% chance mm-hmm. I'd even get a shot. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just got to try. Yeah. Like, because I'll look back on this and be like, why didn't I try? Mm-hmm. Like Cause then, then at that point you're just like, what if, what if I did get a
1: shot? Right.
0: But I didn't try.
1: Yeah. No. And that's, that's a good, uh, it's a good life lesson in general yeah. but it's a really good hunting lesson because most of the time you don't get these picture perfect moments unless yeah. you've put in the energy beforehand uh and so oftentimes it is that extra effort it's that extra oh, i'm going to go one more ridge right i'm going to i'm going to you know go one more mile whatever it is it's always the time where you're like So down and you decide I'm going to take another step is usually when you run, when you end up having success. Um, And so it's a a good lesson. And from my perspective, I was calling. I had no idea what happened. I just (laughs) could hear him moving. And Uh I think I saw him briefly at around 80 yards from me. So probably, yeah, 40 yards from you. And then I knew that he started going back up. I had no idea what happened to you. So (laughs) I just started going down and I'm like, where the hell did (laughs) Ben? And you came back and I thought you were going to come back super disappointed and sad. And you came back with like vigor. You were like, that was the best ever. I got so close. Well, You know, like, uh, and I was like, okay, great. And it kind of set you up for the next year because the next year you were fired up, ready to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I was just like, I was just grateful for the experience. Like mm-hmm. most people just don't even make the effort to go on a hike, you know, let alone go hunting and mm-hmm. like chase deer through the mountains. Like, you know, like I, ch- I chase an elk up a mountain. Like mm-hmm. who said, who does that? Right. <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah. So yeah, it was just fun. Yeah. And it's said I feel like, oh yeah. And so that was the same year because then deer season started season 10 days after that. Yeah. And how many days were we in before you got your deer? It was the second day. Second day. Yeah, because we went out opening day. Mm -hmm.
0: Didn't see anything. I don't remember where we went. Yeah, I don't either. On opening day. But then we went up to another spot where it was freezing cold. (laughs) And it just... It was actually fine in the morning. Like, we went up, we hiked. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be an awesome day. Like, I'm taking my gloves off (laughs) and my hat. (laughs) And then we went up and sat at the top of this ridge, and you know we got up there maybe seven o'clock. Yeah, maybe even earlier. I think the sun
1: rises yeah. right around six forty-five in yeah. the area.
0: And so we sat there, and then maybe after an hour, you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over here. You stay here and keep an eye on this ridge. I'll look at that ridge." I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay." And then it just keeps getting colder and colder. Mm-hmm. The wind comes up. It gets cloudy, starting to get dark, and I'm sitting there, like, shivering. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to hide behind a tree from the wind. Yep. You know, and it was like, I'm just at that point where I'm like, I think I'm ready to go home. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> yep. You know, and I'm just trying to stay stay warm. Um. And then you called me, and you're like, uh, whispering, you know, like, I just saw a herd of deer. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any bucks in there, but they're headed your way. So just keep an eye out for mm-hmm. them. And I was like, okay. And that thought kind of like warmed me up a little bit. I was like, oh, maybe there'll be something here. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. It took probably, I don't know, 20 minutes before they actually came into my, my view. And so I like, and they were 150 yards, I think, mm-hmm. maybe 200 from where I was. And I saw them in between these two big pine trees. And then after that, there was like a field. So they were down in that field, a little meadow. And so I started scoping just so I could see was in there. And there was two little bucks, two little forkies. So I was like, Oh, awesome. And so I'm like, okay, I want to get again, same gun, same confidence. I'm like, I want to get a little bit closer, <laughs> as close as I can get. Yeah, um, And I, honestly probably uh shouldn't be saying this but i don't think i may have no i sighted in my rifle like Mm -hmm. once yeah you know before we went out because i was like just make sure but that gun is honestly has always been just like really good at
1: consistency. it's weird how those old guns are yeah Uh, old guns old scopes you shoot them for so many years and it seems like they settle and they do not move
0: right and it yeah and one of the big reasons i don't like to shoot far is because that scope doesn't actually zoom in very far right so it's like you don't you don't really get a good view but Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's always been very consistent. Um, And so I'm like, I'm pretty confident in it. Um, But I just want, I still want to get as close as I can. So I slowly start sneaking down the hill as I'm watching them. And they have no idea out there. Like, they're, I'm uh, down, I'm down, no,
1: upwind. What do you want to be? You're upwind. Yeah,
0: I'm upwind. And they can't hear me because it's actually pretty windy.
1: are you downwind? No. You're downwind.
0: Yeah, downwind you're down no 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 upwind because the the wind is coming this way which means you're up
1: yeah just like upstream and downstream
0: the wind was blowing in your face (laughs) the wind was blowing in my favor yes and it was blowing hard Mm -hmm. so it was rattling the trees and covering up a lot of my sound that Mm -hmm. i was making um see look at how much you learned in those those years like you knew everything yeah everything Mm -hmm. um Anyway, so I snuck, snuck down, and then I got about as close as I could when I saw this little buck eating grass, behind, and he was just behind a bush. So I was like, okay, I'm going to set up here, and I'll wait for him. And he was perfectly broadside to me. All I needed was him to walk out of, from behind this bush. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, put my sights right where I wanted it, took the shot. And this time, instead of dropping immediately, he sprung up really fast ran uh like 20 30 feet Mm -hmm. and then dropped Mm -hmm. and then that was it and i'm looking and yeah he's not moving he twitched a little bit you know i was like oh is he gonna get up and it kind of looked like oh that's he did drop a little bit and then got up and ran again and so i was like oh man like hopefully he hopefully he doesn't like last too long in that state um and you know but so i got ready to shoot again just in case he was gonna get up and mm-hmm. you know kind of be like, what just happened right um, And then yeah I waited and he finally gave up mm-hmm. and, and dropped and I waited there a little bit just just watching him and then and then you called me and were like, was that you? <laughs> like surprised yeah. you know and like because I, I,
1: I saw this herd of doe um, and I knew that there was a herd of doe but I was it's funny because my phone call to you was more to warn you that doe are coming through uh and you should be on the lookout for doe because i didn't want you to shoot you know like i i just didn't know <laughs> yeah. we hadn't we hadn't hunted for so long with right. rifles uh for a while and so i just didn't know you know where your hunting level was at and it was more warning like don't shoot any of these deer that are probably going to pop up right on top of you and there were no bucks in the herd that i saw um so when you saw when you shot a buck and i called him I'm like was that did you shoot? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, was I was shocked. Like, yeah, I was like, there were no bucks uh, in that herd. So there was two. They must have, I, I don't know if it, I have a feeling what happened is those doe came around the mountain and bumped those bucks. That, yeah. That's my thought. But mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. So yeah.
0: And then uh, yeah, we went down there and I had a moment with the deer again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was that same heavy feeling, but it was a little more like, okay, this is like, this is the way of like this is the, this is the way, yeah, <laughs> like the Mandalorian says, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it just felt it, it's it's hard, it yeah it's indescribable mm-hmm. because it's like you have that remorse of like, damn, I wish this wasn't the way life was, right, but for some reason, it is, mm-hmm. and i'm I'm gonna do my best to participate mm-hmm. and and you know do my role and okay, if I have to take life in order to, you know, if death is required for life, then it's, like, where, you know, I'm going to honor that and, like, not waste it. Let's not waste this life. Let's honor right. it. Let's eat as much. And that's where the, you know, eating nose to tail comes from. It's, like, eat the tongue, eat the heart, mm-hmm. eat the liver, you know, leave the the or rest for the, the wolves. Give the liver to your friends. Yeah, give the liver to your friends. <laughs> Don't leave it out there. Yeah. Um, you know, some yeah, of the other that, organs, you know, leave it for the wolves. Sure. You know. Um but yeah, it's just uh it, it it's a whole new experience for me now and it's like it's it's a good experience, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's not like, yeah, let's just go kill everything we can. You know, it's like take what you need and, and only what you need. Right. And then when you need more, you can go take more. Right. You know, and honor that. And then, you know, any excess that you have, you share it. Mm-hmm. You know, that way nothing goes to waste.
1: Right. Um and that's the amazing thing about living in a state that we do. Um is uh, there's there's a lot of states that you can hunt but most of the time it feels like you need some sort of private land or you're on top of people hunting on public land because there's not enough of it and in idaho there is so much public land yeah uh there's not enough for anyone else to move here so stay away right um but that's the that's the amazing thing is literally when you run out of meat and i tell amory this all the time uh if I don't get a deer or an elk and we run out of meat, I can go get a rabbit. <laughs> I can go catch fish. Right. Uh, there's so many opportunities for me to figure out how to get meat into our home from the wild that uh, a lot of other states offer, but oftentimes you are traveling a long distance. Right. Um, yeah, it's very
0: difficult to. Here, it's to in go your backyard.
1: Yeah. Or front yard. Which is really awesome. Yeah. So it's sad that you're going to Texas. I know. Where There's a lot hunt?
0: of bittersweet. Oh, well, I'm coming. There's tons coming, of places to hunt. I'm coming in Texas. back here to hunt elk for sure. That's good. Yeah, even though I'll probably keep my residency here, so I don't have to pay out of state.
1: Tax. Right. I would try to. Yeah. So, what's the future look like for you as far as um, hunting goes? Is is this something now that you put as a priority? To oh, try yeah. to get an elk or a deer for sustenance for the year. What what's the future look like? You is look like for you for hunting and fishing.
0: Yeah, mainly um, hunting mainly hunting. Yeah, I'm not a big fisherman. I do enjoy it every once in a while, but I don't know. I don't know. There's just it's never like grabbed me. Yeah, you, know? you don't eat a lot of fish,
1: anyways. Yeah,
0: not. A, I don't love the taste of fish gosh maybe
1: we should get you back into fishing maybe because i figured out how to make trout now that tastes so freaking good uh it's unbelievable doesn't you only god makes trout you just cook it i know how to cook trout now that tastes unbelievable most of the time when i cook it it, you know it tastes like trout it's not not nearly the quality of salmon and oftentimes trout has a lot of bones in it it's greasy uh i i It's funny saying this growing up in Idaho. uh, People go to restaurants and order trout, but I'm so used to eating trout that I I got just real bored of it. Now I know how to cook it so freaking good. So maybe I have to show you. Is that what you're making me tonight? Maybe. You never know. Never know. Oh, set's falling over. (laughs) What was your question? Oh, the future of hunting. What's the future for hunting look like for you? I know know that you're going to be going to a different state, but you plan on traveling back here. Um, Yeah, there's no... What's the priority as far as as getting meat for you now? Yeah.
0: um, Well, you know, I've uh, cattle ranches and, you know, just getting... There's a lot of that not available in Texas. So Mm -hmm. it's like just getting connected that way. Um, And I know there's deer, like I think whitetail yeah and there's a lot of uh, oh texas has yeah.
1: got phenomenal hunting right if if you can get if you know where to yeah. go
0: yeah so yeah it, it won't be easy at first but maybe you know can make some connections with some big private landowners i don't know
1: then call me yeah call there's Come great down. there's great public land yeah. in texas as well yeah it's i know just, there's a lot
0: of boar hunting too so yes. that could be fun yep um, but yeah, I, I do plan on coming back to Idaho in September for the archery elk season because mm-hmm. I have to get that elk that I chased <laughs> after. That's, that's just my Even goal. Even if
1: it's not the same elk, it's going to be the it's, same elk.
0: Oh, it'll be the same elk. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. I know it.
1: <laughs> um, he'll be freaking massive if you shoot him now. Or no, he's just, he's just hiding out in there. Degressing, degressing. Yeah.
0: Degressing. Yeah. De evolving, devolving. Um, but no, yeah, I want to come. I'm actually, I, I'm, I really want to learn this year everything I can about mm-hmm. elk hunting and like, you know, c- uh, and archery mainly, um, you know, just different techniques and strategies. So I've, uh, I'm going to be taking um, the uh, Corey Jacobson's uh, online mm-hmm. elk university or whatever it is from yeah. Elk 101. Cool. Just so I get like, I want to be prepared because the last, the last two years I did it, it was, you know, kind of just like what I've learned from you, which right. was a lot. Um, but you know, I just want to be like thoroughly, like from people who've shot more than one elk. Uh, (laughs) totally. I
1: have, I have a shitload to learn about archery hunting. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm the first to admit that mule deer, uh, with rifle. I know what I'm doing. Archery with elk. elk. To me, it's like whatever meat I can get out of that, I will take it. Uh, but it's, it's not one of those things I've mastered yet.
0: Yeah. So yeah, hunting I think will definitely be, you know, every year that I can I'm going to make it a priority to mm-hmm. to make sure that it happens at, on some level. Mm-hmm. Especially after this year because um I moved we moved to Boise which is 2 hours away from here and I realized it became a lot harder mm-hmm. to actually hunt, you right. know. And I wasn't expecting it um because you know, I w- I w- really wanted to be able to come up here and you know, for the month, for the season, or, you know, at least a lot longer than I did. I got a handful of days this year, Um, but I didn't get anything with the elk. And then with deer, I hunted a completely, I hunted closer to where I was living, mm-hmm. you know, completely unknown to me. And it, it was actually, I didn't get anything, but it was honestly a blast because I took my son mm-hmm. who is seven years old and I honestly did not expect him to go with me as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Like the f- uh, opening day, I was like, at first, I wasn't going to take him, but I was like, hey, Parker, you want to go with me? I just asked it, threw him out there, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, I'll go hunting. That's awesome. You know, and I was like, okay, we'll probably, like, just drive and, you know, glass the mountainside mm-hmm. and see if we see anything, just like, you know, a road scout. Mm-hmm. And then we got out there and was like, let's go for a little hike. Let's see. And then we ended up going, like, four miles that day, mm-hmm. I think, like, up and around the mountains. And we saw deer. mm mm-hmm and you know was able to glass him and was like hey look there's deer there and then he's like should we go should we go try to get closer to them mm-hmm. he's like yeah let's go yeah. i was like okay i was like the whole time i was just kind of like dependent on what he wanted to do right um right. and so anyway yeah so we went and we actually uh went around the mountain and we saw the deer again mm-hmm. i was like oh wow i actually did that yeah right <laughs> like i i saw the deer and i mapped out where they were and i was like okay if we're good and we're quiet like yep. They're kind of heading up this way. They might go over that ridge and bed down. And sure enough, pretty much exactly where I thought they would be, they bedded down. Right. And we got 200 yards from them when they spooked up from us making too much noise. And we weren't really being loud either. We were just, you know, just That's quacking. just, how it, is. It's just yeah. how it is. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I I didn't even think to, like, there was, a, there was a forky in there, and I didn't even think to shoot it because mm-hmm. I was, like, giving my son a life lesson. I was like... <laughs> see like look there they are look 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 what we did we got that close but see how quiet we were being and they still heard us right that's how hard this is Uh like that's how (laughs) adapt running away the deer they actually stopped for a little bit you know and i was like i wasn't really it was the first day so i was like i didn't want to shoot a forky honestly even though looking back i'm like i should have shot that thing i didn't (laughs) see anything else um but yeah it was just really cool and then he went out like three or four more times with me and um, yeah, it was just great cause we, uh, had a amazing time together. Just like, well, and it's funny because like, I remember hunting before he was born, mm-hmm. uh, and like kind of imagining in the future, like this little mini guy behind me, like right. following me, like, and I'm like, I get to teach him all the stuff I'm learning right now. Yeah. That's <laughs> so know? cool. And it was, it was like, it's like. This like I don't. Who cares if I get a deer or not? Right. Like, this is what it's all about. Well, and if he
1: falls in love with it, imagine what he's going to be like. Yeah. He'll be starting yeah, like, shooting deer at ten, right. and what kind of outdoorsman is he going to be by the right. time he's even in his twenties? Exactly. And yeah. that that I think is a really cool uh, progression. Is if your kids end up really interested in this lifestyle, and and participating in uh, especially hunting. Uh, what kind of skill set do they end up with that most of the world doesn't have? Right. Um, exactly. And I, I, I don't know. I look at my dad teaching me as a kid and now having my own kid, I'm starting to have those thoughts of, oh, it, I just hope so bad that she's interested in hunting and fishing and I can... I can give them some of this knowledge so they can take that and build on it and figure out how to, how to do it better than I can. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's such a, a cool, a cool thing about that. Um, and, and so there's so much high hopes for that, that I don't want to, I don't want to push it too much so that she's not interested at all. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's got to be a cool experience for your first time taking Parker out and him actually loving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just, like, most of all just spending time together. But, like, hey, here's this really cool thing that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and just, like, teaching him through it and, like, just sharing my passion, I think he's like, oh, wow, you're really, like, interested in this like maybe there's something to it yeah well
1: and if he loves it enough maybe someday he's taking you out when you're older and he's showing you the stuff that he's learned right uh, which is what i do with my dad now yeah and uh, my dad gets the benefit of still shooting bigger deer than me because i show him (laughs) this is is a spot where i saw like 15 bucks if you go around this ridge you'll be able to to see if you can get a shot on and then he sees a brand new buck that i never saw that's way bigger and shoots it and then we get that experience together that was his plan all along (laughs) it was tyler
0: i'm gonna train you up to go scout for me yeah and you take me
1: i do that with a lot of my friends like i told levi because i know how in shape levi is and he was in a podcast i think he's in episode three or something like that uh what episode is he in kai Um, kaiser jamie Yeah. Um, So Levi's in episode three and I told him that was the joke I made because I knew that dude can run marathons. He's in way better shape than me. Yeah. So I thought if I can just teach him how to hunt, how to find these animals, (laughs) he'll be able to find them for me. (laughs) So I don't have to do all this scouting. (laughs) And then we could just go up and participate in the hunting together. Yeah. Still hasn't happened. It's still an investment, but <laughs> I think that's how it is with your kids. I think eventually they surpass you in the things that you love, and uh, yeah. if they if they like it, yeah. and and then they can show you a thing or two. Right, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. See what the future holds.
0: We'll see. Yeah, it's like it holds good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a good first podcast. We'll have you back uh, after. You experience a little bit of Texas, and after, depending on how your hunt goes this year for archery, if you get something, we'll have to have you back and you can tell that whole story.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think it'd be cool. I'll have to uh, definitely try very hard to get one then so I can be back. Yeah, otherwise,
1: I'm not having you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, sorry. uh, I only invite people on this podcast who actually get animals. (laughs) no i think i think it'll be good uh and yeah Yeah. i have high hopes for you this year because i think you're motivated you're taking a class uh and i'm really wanting to get another elk with my bow i know that this last year i or two years ago you witnessed me hit one in a weird spot Uh um and so I've learned a lot from that. I'm hoping to build on that. Uh, and we'll see how this year goes.
0: Yeah. Did you end up getting uh, elk this year with your rifle?
1: <clears throat> no.
0: Okay. Did, you um, got a deer. You
1: let know. me tell you briefly. Okay. Finishing this up. Yeah. Uh, One last story. What happened with this year's rifle tag. So this year I did not archery hunt for elk. Uh, this year I did not archery hunt for elk. I took Ben out a couple times. Um Instead, I had a rifle tag for elk and it's usually a gimme. It's usually, if you get this tag, you're going to get a shot on an elk. And, and I have to say first five days, I did have good shots on, on okay elk, nothing huge. Uh, But I definitely had easy shots on different bulls. And then five days in, All of a sudden, the migration happened, and I could not find a single elk. And when the migration happens, you have two options. You can follow the migration, usually out into the desert, and it's usually massive herds of elk. You're you're talking 200, 200 elk in these herds. Wow. But you're chasing them in the desert, usually with a lot of other people. So you have people on four wheelers, you have people on trucks. It's just so many desert roads that are chasing these elk, and most of <clears> the time <throat> they're not even hunting for the bulls. Idaho gave out a stupid amount of cow tags this year, um, and so most of the time these hunters are just shooting at the cows, and it's 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 really competitive. I don't I don't like it, uh, so I choose the other option, which is the resident elk that try to stay in these snowy areas for long periods of time. Mm. There's typically a lot less of them now. um, And oftentimes they hang out down by the river or they're in very remote, hard to reach places. Um, So that's the terrain I was hunting this year. It was really remote, hard to reach places the last day. And I had hunted Pretty much every day of the season, I was getting into herds here and there. I just kept passing up these smaller bulls because I wanted something bigger, which was stupid. Um, I should have taken. I should have taken one the third day. I had a shot at a bull, um, a, a little five by five uh, that would have been the easiest drag pack out of my life, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. It just didn't didn't sit well. I just kept thinking there's got to be something better than this. And it was so early in the season. Um, the last day I'm driving out, uh, this road and I find a bunch of elk tracks that have crossed the road really recent, uh, probably that morning. I probably missed them by 30 minutes and I park, park off on the snowy bank. I thought my truck was actually going to be stuck, uh, but I didn't care. And I followed these tracks up the mountain and I literally followed these tracks every, I, I, I continued mile after mile after mile side hilling on a super snowy, steep slope and in the forest the entire time. And, and I just kept thinking it's the last day. I'm who cares? I'll just keep going until I find these elk. I know they're right ahead of me. And eventually I came up and over this ridge and found the entire herd uh, bedded down and the one big bull. And I knew there was a big bull because of the tracks. Uh, And all I could see was part of his antler and his ear. And that's all I could see. And so I'm setting up on this ridge and I'm trying to find a a good angle. The problem was I was in the forest. They were in the forest on a ridge. And so I was trying to just... Part the trees with your bullet, trying to find the best path. Um, And so I'm thinking, I will literally sit here until that elk stands up. And when he stands up, I'll get a good shot. Uh, Unfortunately, the entire hood, the, the entire herd stood up. He still stayed bedded down. Oh, no. There were a bunch of cows that passed right in front of him. And when they passed in front of him, he stood up. So I had cows in front of him. He stood up and he was just walking right behind them on the ridge. And then he just veered off into the forest. (laughs) And the rest of them kept going up. And so I thought, perfect. Now I can just follow his tracks. I don't have to follow these other cow tracks. So I went up and over the ridge uh, and saw him at about 450 yards on an open face. I could not get a clean shot. I kept And 450 yards is, I don't want to shoot past 500. So 450 yards is starting to to push my limit. Um and I I kept creeping along the hillside trying to get a little closer, but honestly, I could not get a clean shot through the forest. That was the biggest thing. I knew I would hit a branch or something. Um, and so I finally found this spot where it looked like he was headed, where I had a clean shot through my forest and through his forest, where it was a gap in in the forest. Um and I was waiting and waiting waiting for him to walk through it. And I'd positioned myself in a spot where I couldn't see around this pine tree that was in front of me. But I knew if he just kept going where he was going, I'd have a 400-yard shot. And I'd be perfectly set up for it. And I waited for probably 15 minutes, which was a little too long uh, the, at the pace that he was going. And I finally took 50 50 steps to my right to get around this pine tree and saw that instead of the direction he went he veered up and into this herd of 200 elk that i never even knew were there i all of a sudden saw them all stand up as he veered up into them and then he was merged with this giant herd of elk and they went up and over the ridge and this one this ridge was really far away super steep
0: yeah
1: So I, again, was like, it's the last day and it's still daylight. So I went up and over. And at this point I'm, I'm pushing about seven and a half miles, uh, and it just in horrible terrain. Um, and I go up and over this Ridge and I see them two and a half miles away at this point. Uh, and they're way far back in the Canyon, but they've kind of gone down. So I'm at a higher elevation than them. Uh, and, my thought was i had about 2 hours left of daylight and my my thought was maybe they'll bed down maybe they'll stop moving maybe they'll position themselves so i can get a shot but i knew i needed to get there in time before it got dark so and normally if i and normally in any circumstance i'd be like i'll come back tomorrow cuz i know where they're going to be but I, that, this was the last day yeah I go down this hill and, and I thought if I get down this hill and into the ravine, I'm going to have to hike back up 800 vertical feet or so. But if I can take a path that leads me to them, I'll have a good shot. I got down to the bottom of this thing. There was no path. It was all deadfall trees and snow and a river. And I could maybe make it a hundred yards in, in like 10 minutes. You know, so I'm continually hiking up and over logs and crawling under logs. And then I was in the river at one point yeah. and I knew I couldn't make it in time. So I had to turn back and hike this super long draw all the way back. And on the way back, I kept seeing buck after buck after buck in the bottom of this canyon at 80 yards just looking at me. Decent bucks too. Uh, and that's that's how it goes. I'm not, you know, I was chasing bull elk, not deer that day. Yeah. um yeah of course of course that's always how it I'm is i'm
0: pretty sure this year when you were doing that you were like oh you should come out here as i'm seeing all these bucks yeah and i was hunting deer over <laughs> in boise going well i'm seeing all these elk right. Maybe you should come over
1: here <laughs> that's always how it is <laughs> but yeah it was a it, it, it was a really fun year it's super disappointing that i didn't get that but it it, it motivates me this year for archery um Because of how, because I, you always think if only I had a rifle tag, I'd get that bull. Right, and then you do have the rifle tag, and it felt significantly harder. So this year, I'm really motivated. Uh, I have a lot of the gear to be able to camp long, long uh, days out in the out in the forest. Um, So I'm planning on doing a lot of overnights, uh, getting farther back in, where maybe these elk haven't been pushed around by other hunters. So, yeah. That's my, that's my future goal for, that's awesome. for next year. So I'm super excited, um, and uh, it can't come soon enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that next year is my third year as archery, and I got my first year, mm. my third year hunting. Mm-hmm. So that might be my lucky number.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, hopefully you do, and hopefully we can have you back on, and we can we can tell those stories for next year. Yeah, yeah
0: that'd be awesome. Um, thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah. This was fun. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it.